Welcome to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. I'm Erin, pediatric sleep consultant and founder of The Happy Sleep Company. From catnaps to night wakes and regressions to teething, we cover all things baby sleep. With a passion for children's sleep, we're here to help tired families get healthy rest. Hi everyone, welcome back to Sleep Cues, the Everything Baby Sleep podcast. Today's topic is a biggie. It's one that I get asked about so often. It is a transition for your little one that can be a big one, a tough one sometimes. It's the transition from two naps to one. I get so many questions from our clients, our followers, our listeners about when does this happen? How will I know my child's ready? What if I have to make the transition before my child is ready? How do I manage this? So today we're going to get into that. We're going to talk all about how and when the two to one nap transition happens. One of the most common questions I get from parents is when to expect that their child will be ready for this transition. So let's talk about some signs that your child might be ready for just one nap each day. And again, how to make that transition as smooth as possible. Remember, as with anything with regards to sleep or just life for your child, every child is different. But most children are ready to drop from two naps to one at an average of about 17 months. So some are ready to transition earlier, around 16 months. Some show signs that they're doing really well with two naps and aren't ready for just one nap a day until a bit later, 18 months or even 20 months for some children. So on average, about 17 months is when I see most children being really ready for the switch from two naps to one. We really want to try to avoid, if possible, transitioning too early. So a lot of children are either going to start resisting one of their two naps around one year of age or having to go to daycare around one year of age and going to a daycare that only accommodates one nap a day. So let's talk about both of those scenarios. First of all, I get a lot of questions from parents who have a child who's around 11 or 12 months and they're starting to resist one of their naps each day. And most commonly, it's the second nap of the day. But very often when I dig around and talk to those parents a little further, what I find is that their 12-month-old is still on the same type of two-nap schedule that they were when they were eight months old. And that doesn't work anymore. So what I'll usually find is that a 12-month-old is still napping for like an hour and a half to two hours every morning, and then they're having a few hours of awake time, and then their parents are trying to put them down for their second nap and they're not going down. They're refusing that second nap. And very often, and it makes sense that parents would think, you know what, this must mean my child is ready for just one nap each day because he's refusing his second nap. But here's the thing. Your child in that scenario is probably not ready to have just one nap a day. Your child probably needs a little more sleep pressure for his second nap. So what I normally do around that age, around 11, 12 months, if your child is starting to resist their second nap of the day, is to shorten the first nap of the day. So we shorten the first nap of the day to around an hour, and then we give your child 
maybe three and a half hours of awake time, and then we offer them their second nap. This is different than the two-nap schedule that your child was on when they were eight or nine months old, but they're older now. They need a little more sleep pressure. So cap that first nap at around an hour for your 11, 12-month-old, and then give them three and a half hours or so, and then put them down for their second nap. And most parents are going to find that this solves the problem they were having with their child resisting that second nap of the day. Some parents will say to me, okay, but one nap a day would be easier for my life. I wouldn't have to worry about being home for two naps a day. So I'd like to just put my 12 month old on a one nap schedule. And what's the difference if he has a two and a half hour nap in the middle of the day or two naps spread out throughout the day that equal two and a half hours of daytime sleep? What's the difference? The difference is the amount of awake time that your child has to handle to get to those naps. So on a two-nap schedule, your child only has to handle a few hours or so of awake time before he gets to sleep again. But on a one-nap schedule, your child needs to be able to get all the way from their morning wake-up until the middle of the day around noon without sleep. And a lot of 11, 12-month-olds, I would argue most 11, 12-month-olds, have a tough time getting all the way from six or seven o'clock in the morning until noon without becoming overtired. And then because they're overtired, we start to see really short disrupted naps. So that's one of the reasons why I would suggest we're better to do a two nap schedule to split it up into a two nap schedule rather than just have one nap in the middle of the day. The other issue is the amount of awake time that your child has to handle at the end of the day. So on a two-nap schedule, we push your child's sleep further into the day. They might wake up from their second nap around 3.30, 4 o'clock, and then they can go to bed around 7.30 or so, not overtired. But on a one-nap schedule, your one-year-old would have to go all the way from, say, waking up at 2 o'clock in the afternoon from their midday nap all the way to bedtime. Now we're talking four or five hours without sleeping. So we really normally see that children do really well on a two-nap schedule at that age, more so than a one-nap schedule, because they don't have to deal with so much awake time to get to their next sleep. With all of that said, as I said earlier, every child is different. I have certainly seen many 12-month-olds transition to one nap with success or have a little bit of a rough period or a bump, but then adjust quite quickly and do just fine. So don't stress if your child has to go down to a one nap schedule because they're going to a daycare that only accommodates that, or because you just feel like two naps is not working for your family anymore and you have to move to one nap a day. Don't stress. It will probably go just fine or your child will adjust relatively quickly, but some have a bit of a rough period with it. So that's why I suggest if you can, you hang on to two naps a little longer. The other thing that I suggest, if you do have to move to one nap per day earlier, around 12 months, instead of waiting till that 16, 18 month mark, is quite an early bedtime. So it might sound really early and shock some people. If you follow us on Instagram, it's not going to shock you because I talk about this all the time. But I recommend your child be in bed at 6 p.m., if they are around one year of age and already on a one nap schedule, because they're probably going to be pretty overtired by 7, 7.30 if they're only having one nap a day in the middle of the day. So for a while, I would be putting them to bed at six o'clock at night 
to help avoid the overtiredness that often results in difficult bedtimes, overnight wake-ups, and early morning wake-ups. I so often see when children go down to one nap a day quite early, they start to build up a bit of a sleep debt, too much awake time in the day, and that usually equals early morning wake-ups, those disturbances in the early morning of your child's sleep. I see that as a really common pattern. So to try to avoid that, we either keep them on two naps a day or at minimum, we do a really early bedtime if they are going to be on one nap a day. Okay, so that's if you have to drop your child to one nap early. But let's talk about signs that your child is really ready to drop to one nap. So you have been able to hang on to two naps, your child's 16, 17, 18 months, and maybe they're starting to exhibit some of the following signs that would indicate that they are ready to drop to one nap per day. First one, when you put your child down for a nap, he plays or he fusses for around half an hour before falling asleep. And then he only takes a short nap. That's a really common sign, especially at that age, that your child is starting to be ready for more awake time and can probably start to handle just one nap per day. If you're putting him down, he's just babbling, talking, standing, sitting, fussing for half an hour or so. He finally falls asleep and then his nap is quite short. Pretty good sign that we're starting to be ready for the transition to one nap per day. This might sound like a funny one, but really, if your child can go for a car ride early in the day, around 9, 10 o'clock in the morning, without falling asleep, and again, they're around 16 to 18 months of age, very good sign that they're going to now do well with the transition to one nap per day. It's hard for children to stay asleep in the car with the motion, putting them to sleep. If they can go for a car ride around the time they would normally be napping at home and not fall asleep, they're probably going to handle this transition okay at this point. If your child can miss a nap and remain quite content and playful until his next nap or until bedtime, another good sign that he's starting to be ready for this transition. Most children, if they're still needing that extra nap, are going to show a lot of tired signs or not be very playful or be quite cranky leading up to when their nap would normally be occurring. But if your child can, again, miss that nap altogether and still be fine throughout the day, until their nap happens or until bedtime happens, they may be starting to be ready for the transition to one nap. And if your child naps well for one of his naps, but totally resists the other nap, also could be a sign that we're starting to be ready for this transition. Remember what I said earlier, if your child has a nice hour long nap in the morning, but then is now totally resisting their afternoon nap, that might be a sign that they're ready for the transition. But if your child's napping for an hour and a half to two hours in the morning and resisting their afternoon nap, that's probably because they're napping for too long in the morning and they don't have enough sleep pressure leading up to the second nap. So before you just cut out the second nap altogether, I would first cap the first nap of the day shorter so that you put a little more sleep pressure on the second nap to see if that's what really needed to happen before you just get rid of the one of the naps altogether. It's really important not to push your child into dropping a nap too early. I really suggest waiting until the signs that we just talked about, those signs of being ready, have been visible for at least a couple of weeks. And again, your child is at an appropriate age, as we talked about before, before making the switch to one nap per day. When you're ready to help your little one make the transition though, I, then I suggest you do it gradually over the course of a week or two. So here's how we're going to do that. 
transitioning from two naps to one and doing it gradually so that your child doesn't just go from his regular sort of 9.30 a.m. nap one day to bam, you have to go all the way until noon the next day without a nap. So let's talk about a gradual transition. All right, quick pause, because what is more important to talk about when it comes to sleep than what we actually sleep on? I want to tell you about my very favorite mattress brand, Obison. Whether we're talking mom and dad, kiddo, or baby, Obison is my go-to for comfort when it comes to your family's sleep surface. You wouldn't want your family to sleep on anything less than the very best, and that starts with the best materials in the world. Obison's mattresses are handcrafted in Canada, and their materials are organic, ethically sourced, and chemical-free. Babies' body temperatures tend to fluctuate while they sleep. Obison's mattresses are breathable and moisture-wicking to help regulate babies' temperature levels throughout the night. And comfort knows no age, so Obison's organic 6-inch mattress for kids also features evolving support as your children grow and grow and grow. My own little girl sleeps on an Obison mattress, and it is a dream. And when it comes to custom sleep, Obison is all in. That's why in addition to mattresses, they also offer you five distinct pillows with unique designs and different fillings that serve every sleeping style and meet both your toddler's needs and your own as grown-ups. We want your kids sleeping great. Use code HAPPYSLEEP at checkout and receive a free wool moisture pad when you purchase a crib mattress. Head to obison.com and obison.ca and get great sleep started. Days one, two, three. Let's break this down. Break it down into sort of three-day chunks over the course of a couple of weeks so that we can have your child make this transition gradually. First few days, days one to three, I suggest that if your child has normally gone down at this point around 9.30 for their first nap, now we're going to bump things up by about half an hour. So your child should be in their crib at about 10 o'clock for their first nap on the first few days of this transition. If you were capping naps prior to this, if you were capping the first nap at an hour, the way we talked about earlier, so you would preserve more sleep pressure for the second nap, now at this point, you can let your baby sleep for as long as three hours for their nap. On a one nap day, I would let a child sleep for a maximum of three hours for their nap. For this first few days, when your child is in the crib at 10, if they nap for less than an hour, I would try to have them rest or sleep again around three and a half hours from when they wake up from that first nap. Don't let them sleep later than four o'clock in the afternoon because we do want to preserve a proper bedtime. If they sleep longer than an hour for nap one, you can just skip the afternoon rest period altogether and put your child down at six o'clock instead. Again, don't be afraid of an early bedtime. Six o'clock is going to be necessary for the first little while when your child is still napping earlier in the day and having to deal with a lot of awake time before bed. If they do have that afternoon rest, if it's required and your child sleeps at that time, bedtime is probably going to be about 7.30, 8pm. Watch their tired signs, but probably 7.30, o'clock if they rested from 3 to 4. If they don't sleep during the afternoon rest, then again, bedtime is 6 o'clock. Now we're on to days 4 to 6. Your child should be in the crib at 10.30 a.m. for their nap. At this point, we're bumping things up half an hour again. If they have that 10.30 nap and nap less than an hour, I would still, again, have them rest, sleep again, three and a half hours from when they woke up from that first nap. Again, don't let them sleep later than four. We want to preserve that proper bedtime. And again, if they sleep longer than about an hour for that first nap, you're just going to skip the afternoon rest period and put them to bed at six because there's really not going to be time for an afternoon nap if your child 
naps past 11.30 a.m. in the morning. On days four to six, again, if the afternoon rest is required and your child sleeps, bedtime is around 7.30, 8 o'clock. If they don't sleep during the afternoon rest, again, bedtime is going to be six. Don't be afraid of the early bedtime. Have I mentioned that yet? Super important. Don't worry about six o'clock being too early of a bedtime. It's not too early for a child who's been awake since 11.30 in the morning. Days seven to 10, we're on to. So we're a week into this now. We're going to bump things up half an hour again. We're going to have your child in the crib at 11 o'clock for their nap. There won't be time at this point for an afternoon rest. Bedtime is 6 p.m. Once you get to that 11 a.m. nap, your child is almost certainly napping for at least an hour or so, and probably even longer than that. You're just not going to have time for the afternoon rest. This is the point when you're basically on one nap a day now, but bedtime is six o'clock because we're still moving the day forward a little bit. Because then on days 11 to 13, we're going to do another half an hour bump forward with this nap, and your child will be in the crib at 11.30 for their nap. If the nap is under a couple of hours, I would still do a six o'clock bedtime. If the nap is like two to three hours, then we could probably do 6.30 p.m. for the bedtime at this point. Now we are day 14 and onward. We're at our new normal. We're going to put your child into the crib at 12 p.m. for their nap. If the nap is under an hour and a half, bedtime should be six o'clock. If the nap is a couple of hours, most children will do well with a bedtime of about 6.30, maybe 6.45 p.m. If the nap is two and a half to three hours, many children will be fine with a bedtime of seven o'clock or even 7.15 p.m. So this is where you're going to really look at your individual child and decide what their tired signs look like. Recap, if the nap is under an hour and a half, at this point when their nap is at noon, we're still going to do bedtime at 6 p.m. Your child's going to be pretty tired if they only nap till 1.30 and they have to do all that awake time. So we're going to do bedtime at 6 p.m. If the nap is two hours, we're going to do a bedtime of about 6.30, maybe 6.45. Watch those tired signs. If the nap is two and a half to three hours, many children will be okay with seven o'clock, maybe even 7.15. Again, watch those tired signs. Watch those tired signs closely. Combine that with this guidance, and that's how you're going to determine what works best for your individual child once you've made the full transition to one nap per day. All of this is really step-by-step laid out in our 11 to 18-month sleep guide at thehappysleepcompany.com, along with a ton more information on the 11 to 18-month age group in terms of scheduling. So if you want to check that out, go to thehappysleepcompany.com, our website, You can find more information on it on our Instagram account too at the happy sleep company. The most important thing to remember in any transition in your child's sleep, whether you're going from two naps to one, one nap to none, transitioning to a big kid bed or getting used to daycare naps is that it can often take around a month or so for a new schedule or routine to become the norm for your little one. And I don't say that to scare you. I just say that to prep you so that you know that this is normal if it's taking your child a little bit of time, if they're a bit fussier at nap time, if they're taking shorter naps all of a sudden when you transition to one nap because their body clock is adjusting to managing all this extra awake time that they didn't have before. It can take some time, but with some time and with lots of consistency, your child is going to settle into this new norm and sleep will be on track. So not to stress. I hope that was helpful for everyone. The when, the what, the why, the how of transitioning from two naps to one. 
more information on the website. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to Sleep Cues, the Everything Baby Sleep Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with a mom or dad who might need some rest. Connect with us on Instagram at The Happy Sleep Company and check out our website, thehappysleepcompany.com for loads of blogs, sleep guides, and information about how we work with families one-on-one to get sleep on track.